Patrick Peterson, he's got a new nickname, and we're also going to put a moratorium talking about the former cornerback of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals still don't have a tight end. We'll talk about that, and we will rank position groups, all that and more. Bo Brock and Alex Clancy, it's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow him at Bob Brack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're almost at 700 followers in, you know, about three months. Subscribers, which is bonkers. Um, this is going pretty quickly, and Bo and I are just happy that you're along uh, for the ride with us. We've got an interesting show today, uh, kind of organically through yesterday's live, yesterday's podcast, the premiere on YouTube. Um, Patrick Peterson has a new nickname, and uh, we're going to talk about that, and then we are not going to talk about the former Arizona Cardinal cornerback until the beginning of week two when the Minnesota Vikings come into town there's been some tight end movement, and the Arizona Cardinals are not a part of it. We'll talk about that in the second segment. We're going to rank position groups. We've talked about this a little bit, you know, a little bit, a lot of times, many times throughout the offseason. We're going to kind of put a stamp on where the Cardinals are, you know, about a week and a few days away from the start of the 2021 NFL season. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get 10 bucks off at runyourpool.com backslash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout Bo Patrick Peterson P2 um has uh had some not so nice things to say about the Arizona Cardinals organization since he's left and signed an overpriced 10 million dollar one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings whether it be via his podcast with Brian McFadden or mm -hmm. him just spouting his mouth in other ways you know yesterday we saw or two days ago we saw uh, an Instagram post regarding Malcolm Butler after Malcolm Butler decided to retire. Um, yeah. There's a new nickname abound for Patrick Peterson. I'm for intrigued. Sure. Well, I mean, if you go through the timeline, right, the most recent timeline, since he's exited the organization, he said that he was tolerated the last couple seasons. He was tolerated. We tolerated Patrick Peterson. We didn't embrace him at all. Hmm. And then uh, he went in on Steve Keim on his podcast and took his shots at the general manager, who's a very easy target. You and I both know that from our own uh, things that we've said about Steve Kime. But uh, then you have Patrick Peterson butcher the, the English language and have absolutely brutal grammar when he said that uh, his jersey will not be warred, uh, apparently by Malcolm Butler, just moments after he was placed on the reserved retired list. And yesterday, as the YouTube episode was premiering of course the lockdown cardinals is on youtube please subscribe check it out we're premiering at noon and i was in there in the chat and um i, I forgive me for not uh remembering who said it but they said petty patrick petty pat and i was like well that's that's easy p3, p3. petty patrick he's no longer p2 it's no longer p2 any longer it's p3 when we refer to Patrick Peterson here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. This so is an alliteration this, positive podcast. It is. It absolutely is. So yeah. P3 coming a week two. That's the next time we're going to say his name 
unless he does unless he goes completely overboard unless he's you know going full ex-girlfriend mode and lighting your clothes on fire on your front lawn mode then then we'll talk about patrick peterson but i think it should be pretty subdued the next couple weeks because both teams have season openers we'll be previewing those next week and then of course then it is there it is week two kirk cousins and the minnesota vikings along with p3 coming to state farm stadium take on the arizona cardinals i mean i do want to give a a little bit of an oscar speech here uh an acceptance speech for patrick peterson from me you know thank you for all the content you know um thank you for saying dumb things that are pretty unfounded um let's just let's just go back and before we put the official moratorium 2018 requested a trade 2018 rescinded trade i'm here i'm an arizona cardinal then i think it was after post game or after practice in the locker room said i want to be the next larry fitzgerald cool um he then proceeds to get popped for ped so he cheated was out for six weeks the 2019 season left his team out high and well, dry. Don't forget the uh, weeks. Don't don't forget the uh, waste management yeah. Phoenix Open where he's, well, yeah. he's where he said 60. he wanted to be here. Yeah. yeah, that sorry, and I I didn't say the date and time, but I was you know glossing over because we talked about it so much. 2019 and then from 2019 through the 2020 season, played like a backup cornerback. So you know what? Thank you for thinking you were tolerated when in fact you were overpaid the last two years that you were here. Oh, and you're also a cheater. So thank you for your time. Uh, The interesting part, though, Bo, is uh, his new team traded for a tight end recently. And it kind of kind of irks a little bit. Um, They lost Kyle Rudolph in the offseason. I don't even know where he is. It doesn't even matter. Uh, Under the Giants. And um, they released released him. Yeah. So take a pay cut. Yeah. What what they did is what, you know, teams that don't have a pass catching tight end on their roster do. They trade for one or try to acquire one. And the Arizona Cardinals have yet to do that. Uh, we're going to go a little bit meteor towards the back end of this podcast. So we'll break here. Um, options for the Cardinals. How high of a draft pick would you offer for potential tight ends on other organizations to join the Cardinals? We'll talk about that and um, a whole lot more on Locked on Cardinals coming up. Uh, first, though, new-ish sponsor for us, Run Your Pool. Football season's back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. The premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a play a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin. Man, I'm getting so excited for football with all these. Uh, confidence pools, 33 and more. Run Your, uh, run your Pool hosts formats for NFL, college football with one-week games, full seasons, playoffs, or just the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant, reconnect with friends, and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. So check them out today. Get your 10 bucks off at runyourpool.com backslash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th, so start today at runyourpool.com backslash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com backslash locked on. Game on. Second segment here, Locked On Cardinals. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. 
We're almost there. It's been a, the off season feels long and short at the same time. This has been a very eventful off season for the Cardinals. Um, let's just hope it works. You know, I mean, we don't yeah. want to be sitting here week seven. Like who's going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. That's my biggest fear, you know, at the end of last season where I think they should have removed Cliff Kingsbury from his post. Uh, Bo is on the other side of that. We'll see who ends up being right. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but there's one position that Cliff Kingsbury is going to have to do without when it comes to route running at this point in time, and that's the tight end position. It's kind of an afterthought where we just don't talk about it because it's not going to be in the offensive game plan as of September 2nd at 8.59 a.m. local time. Well, you know? it hasn't been in the offensive game plan in the history of the Arizona Cardinals for the yeah. most part. I mean, it's it's been the most overlooked position since they moved to the Valley, and they haven't really invested at all. I mean, they had a second-round pick in Troy Nicholas. Remember him? They took him second round at a Notre Dame, did nothing, couldn't stay on the field. You had a couple guys flash, like Rob Hausler or Ricky Seals-Jones, but nobody really has played at the level necessary to make that a threat in the Arizona Cardinals or Phoenix Cardinals offense. I mean, we remember Freddie Jones, and he might be the greatest tight end in the history of the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona slash Phoenix Cardinals. You take away St. Louis and in and, and Chicago, whatever, but that's pretty sad. So, and this might be, as far as playmaking, this might be the worst group that they've ever put out, out there. We know Max Williams is a solid blocker, and we know Darrell Daniels can block as well. But, man, as far as playmaking, it is sparse out there as far as the uh, your options. I mean, they, they didn't... Uh, it was a Demetrius Harris Harris they brought in. Um, and he was a guy that he was also a former basketball player. And I think he played at uh, Milwaukee or something like that. And then he was with like, like Ross Travis, who was just put on the, um, on the practice squad, former hoopster, but he's been in the league a while. He hasn't, he's had enough time and he hasn't popped. So that's your biggest threat as far as playmaking at the tight end position right now on the roster, Demetrius Harris. Yeah, uh, remember, I think um, I think um, Mr. Daniels had a touchdown catch in Carolina, I want to say. He had a random touchdown catch last year. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's not, there's not much, so it begs the question. Uh, and the reason why this is brought up was because, you know, Irv Smith got hurt, and yeah. the Vikings traded for um, Chris Herndon, who used to play with the Jets, and... And there's a report out that they had inquired about Dallas Goddard because yep. the Eagles have four tight ends rostered right now. One of whom is Zach Ertz, who's obviously the elder statement statesman of the two. Dallas Goddard has always been the favorite red zone threat when Carson Wentz was there, even though even though Zach Ertz was a terror between the twenties. Like it, it's it's he was like the um he was the vulture. Dallas Goddard was in fantasy football because Carson Wentz would always look at him in the red zone yeah. and definitely around the goal line. So, uh, Bo, let me ask. if Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Dallas Goddard may be on the table. How high of a draft pick would you offer for Dallas Goddard? Man, it's it's tough because when you think back, this offseason we always expected it to be Zach Ertz if any of those tight ends was, were going to be moved from Philly. Um and you probably, I think we settled. You were willing to part with the third round pick. I thought you could go later, and that's probably what happened. They didn't think that they were getting anything in return for a guy like like Zach Ertz, and they felt like he could, they're probably trading him 
at his lowest value. So why do it? Just kind of hold out and see what kind of start to the season he has, and maybe they can trade him around the, the trade deadline, which you said is early November yesterday. Um, I think I think I'd be willing, and this might be crazy, to part with a second round pick for a guy like Dallas Garden because. Yeah, I mean- if you look at his last two seasons, I mean, they would compete for the GOAT tight end season for the Arizona Cardinals. He's gone over 500 yards receiving, 600 yards receiving. Those type of numbers we haven't seen from Arizona Cardinals tight end. Dallas Goddard had over 500 yards receiving last year in just 11 games. He's a threat. He's big. He's 6'5". He's athletic. I mean, the, the biggest knock against Dallas Goddard is there's video out there of him absolutely getting cold cocked and knocked out and put to sleep in a bar in South Dakota. That's it. I didn't know about how do you how do you know about that? Are you, I, are I you scanning was, the dark web, Bo? Yeah, I, I have the concern. I have these South Dakota police scanners in my house. Make sure I uh, I hear all the uh, all the goings on as far as that's concerned. No, I mean it was it was a relatively big sto- story. I mean he got absolutely dropped. I mean, it was one of those things where you get hit on the chin and he just got, it was lights out. So it, I think it was a pretty big, bad sucker punch. But if that's the worst thing against him and, you know, his inability to, to really stay healthy. But I think he, he absolutely can. And if he does, I think he becomes a big threat in this offense. Yeah, I mean, agreed. He's a plug-and-play guy. And I would say a second-round pick, too, regardless of where it is. Regardless, It's just people, the most overvalued entity in professional sports are NFL draft picks. I mean, I, it, it's in the second round. He's so say he's so he's 26. He's six, five. He's a Haas. And if you can take a proven entity, you're going to have to pay him. But if you can take a proven entity and trade for a second round pick, I mean, I could almost, almost be talked into if their cornerback room wasn't so porous, be taught, be talked into trading a first round pick for him to get him. Because at least, you know, he's kind of a hybrid guy where he's, Yes, a tight end, but he's pretty much a wide receiver from the tight end position. And then you can plug him in and just play him and not think about it, which is fantastic. If you can give away a high a high draft pick for that and not have to worry about it, I mean, you got to consider it. It would immediately make this Cardinals offense half of a grade better. Yeah. You know, maybe they're at a B. They're like an 86% right now. That'll put them in about an 89. I mean, something you got to think about. What about, I mean, just think about uh, as far as second round picks, Buda Baker hit. That was, that was Steve Kime trading up in the second round. Yep. Uh, Byron Murphy. Then, then, yeah, then Byron Murphy has, it's he's he's developing. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, you know, Troy Nicholas I mentioned. It's, it's but Dallas Gardner was a second round pick himself. He was a project. He was a guy coming out of a small school and now you know he's a proven commodity something of which that they haven't had at that position for like how many times are you going to just try to make something work with a tight end he's like hey he can make plays he's like no he can't do it consistent enough to where opposing defenses have to game plan for him it, it's it's not there not even on that level so they need something and look if they if they overspend i think you can say okay steve kime has now turned a pair of second or three second round picks into Starting players, Chandler Jones, who's a star. You've also got a star um, and DeAndre Hopkins, and then you would have a starting caliber tight end. And then the third round pick for Rodney Hudson. I think that that's, I, I agree a little bit with what you said as far as the overvaluing picks. If you get it for a proven commodity, I'm, I'm all for it.
Well, I mean, look and look who's drafting. Yeah. I mean, that's it was Steve kind of Steve Kimes going to be at the helm. I mean, it's something that you know what you're going to get instead of drafting a question mark. You know, I mean, because regardless of how how often people say, oh, this guy's a lock, this guy's a lock to be a star, you have no idea until they do it. So I'd much rather take, you know, a proven commodity in Dallas Garner to immediately elevate and give this offensive facelift in a position of desperate need. Speaking of desperate need, Bo and I are going to give you our strongest position group and weakest position group and kind of fill in the dots between the two. All that and more next we wrap up this Thursday edition of Locked on Cardinals. But Bo, BetOnline's getting weird, huh? They're getting weird, but uh, that's because we're one week, officially one week away from the NFL kicking off. Next Thursday, defending champion, reigning champion, whatever you want to call Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And man, BetOnline has an incredible offer for you right now. That if you take advantage of their opening day super promo, you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th between the Bucks and the Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. That's not it. They've got an incredible 100% welcome bonus. So when you sign up today at betonline.ag, you will be matched dollar for dollar what you put in to your account. So head over to the website, take advantage of that, as well as you get the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of your great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And I'm actually, I have rockauto.com open right now. No joke. And there's a couple reasons why. Rockauto.com, um, it's raining outside, so right after the podcast, I can get what I need at rockauto.com without having to go to a chain storefront because the .com after rockauto.com, I don't know if you know this, Bo, that stands for website. Not specifically, but that means it's a website. It's been, they've been online for 20 years, family-owned business. You don't get upcharged 30 40% like chain storefronts might. Um, the prices are reliably low always. So if, say you need you know, tail lamps or carpet or whatever just go into the search engine or the search bar and just type in what you need and it'll come up with the options and then you order it gets delivered bing bang boom you got stuff for your car um whether it be for your daily driver or your weekend convertible rockauto.com has got you covered again if you're not a manufacturer you won't get upcharged which is a huge perk that rock auto offers go to rockauto.com Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, final segment. What do we have? Six shows after this, Bo, before football? Yeah, unless something goes down over the weekend and we do like a bonus episode. We did about 18 episodes on Tuesday. It was unbelievable. It was a lot lot of talking. It was a lot of talking. Um, but it's great. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. Like, thank you to everybody who just, I mean, our numbers are growing, which is great, but Bo and I just want to stay consistent. We want to entertain. We want to inform. We want to give good analysis, good opinion. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who's along for the ride at Bob rack on Twitter at Clancy's corner for me at locked on AZ cards. And again, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Um, 
there's some strong position groups for the Arizona Cardinals and some not so strong. Bo, let's do this specifically with the leader in the clubhouse and the bottom dwellers. Who is or what is the strongest position group, in your opinion, that the Arizona Cardinals have rostered right now? I'm going to maintain what I've been saying all offseason long, uh, the pass rush. It needs to be, especially when you look at the cornerback room. I mean, they're, they have to be disruptive. They have to be nightmare fuel for the opposing offenses, and they have to get quarterbacks off their spots uh, to be inaccurate and, and not be able to make plays and also shut down run games. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, we haven't seen them this preseason, but there's the expectation that they are going to kind of regain their form as being perennial pro bowlers, being the 94-rated over, you know, overall guys on Madden. If they can be those guys, the Arizona Cardinals defense is going to be a problem for the rest of the NFC West and the rest of their 17-game schedule. So I think that as far as talent-wise going into the season, I think that the pass rush is their strongest unit because you can also add on top of that, you know, Marcus Golden, who they re-signed this offseason. You bring back Dennis Gardeck. Um, <clears throat> right now you've got Devon Kennard still on the roster, a guy who had seven and a half sacks uh, back in the day. And then you have, uh, you know, Victor Dumakeji still on the team uh, as a six-round pick who has a, pr a pretty impressive motor. Um, if he's just going to be in a rotation and, and see some spot snaps, I like I like him in that role. And I will stick with mine. It's the safety position because it has to be, uh, especially with the inferior nature as like of the of the cornerback room at this point. If Jalen Thompson can stay healthy, this could be a top three uh, safety group in the NFL with Buda Baker leading the charge. And we're going to see if Buda Baker is going to play the same kind of role he did last year, where he's ball hawking, where he's in the line of scrimmage at times, or if he's going to play, you know, a more traditional safety role that we haven't really seen from him in the last year or so. And again, this is all going to be predicated upon the cornerback room, the pass rush as well, and the ability for, you know, the Cardinals not to give up chunk pass plays on defense. Now, when it comes to the weakest, I feel like I'm going to give a, a disclaimer. You know how, you know, in, in stats, it, on websites and everything, well, minimum 12 games played, minimum 500 passes. The tight ends are an N.A., like, you yeah. can't even say they're the weakest because, you know, it's not even fair. They haven't met the requirements of being a filled-out, pass-catching, uh, you know, group on this offense. So I'm going to say an N.A. My weakest group is the cornerback room. And you could say the running back room, but I feel like you can still win games with an inferior running back. Look at Buffalo. Look at what they did with pretty much no run game last year. So you mm -hmm. can do it. You don't want to. But Kyler could throw the ball 45 times a game, and the Cardinals could put up points with his ability to run the ball separate from the running back room. But let's not. Sure, Byron Murphy's probably taken a big step forward. You know, he yeah. has. We've seen it. But is he a cornerback one? We don't know. Marco Wilson has played legitimately zero NFL games. Tay Gowan, zero NFL games. My favorite stat that I put out over the last week is the current cornerback room for the Arizona Cardinals. Pay attention, yeah. bro. The okay. current cornerback room for the Arizona Cardinals collectively have played 31 mm -hmm. NFL games over the last two years, and all of them were Byron Murphy. So you tell me how to be excited about that. You tell me how to yeah. how to you know have any sort of weight, like, oh, it's gonna it'll be fine. It's gonna work. Yeah. How? How do you know yeah. that? 
Look, I, I agree as far as the, the concern, as far as the cornerback room. But as you said, the, the tight end room doesn't even register. I mean, it's 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 not even worthy talking about. It. It's just like, okay, that's that's your workers group. We're just going to – we're not even going to, you know, incorporate it. We're going to have our blocking tight ends as Max Williams, Darrell Daniels, and that's what it's going to be. Um, that's that it's the that's the weakest group to me because they don't have any prospects, Alex. They don't have anybody like that's young and say, hey, in a perfect world, this guy could be a stud. It's it's not it's it's a guy they just brought off the street and Demetrius Harris right around training camp. Uh, so tight end is the lowest, but I don't want to talk about the tight end because it's just it's been pretty much turned a blind eye to. So yeah, I, then you got to look at the cornerback and the running backs rooms because there there are guys that have tremendous upside, but is isn't it kind of naive to believe that both of them are going to hit because that rarely rarely happens. I mean, Chase Edmonds has to step up and show that he can be an RB one, and Byron Murphy has to step up and be a CB one. You know, the I think I give the edge to the running back room just because you know. It's just, there's just going to be one back out there on the field, so it, it's going to come that the other on the other side of it. Cornerbacks, I mean, if Byron Murphy balls out, you still need Marco Wilson, Tay Gowan, Robert Alford to step up, uh, and what other whatever other warm body you bring in, because opposing quarterbacks can just ignore Byron Murphy's side of the field if he steps this. up. Yeah, let huh? me ask you this. This let me ask yeah. you this because this is going to be. I'm going to put this out on Twitter. I just thought about this. I can't believe we haven't thought about it before. Who do you believe will take the step forward this year, Byron Murphy or Chase Edmonds? I think they're Byron both Murphy's- in a role they've never been in before. Sure, expected to perform as RB one and CB one right now. Uh, you know, respectively. Mm-hmm. Who has a better chance of performing better? It's out of necessity. You know, it's got to be Byron Murphy. It, it they he they just need somebody because you know you can have as as you mentioned with Buffalo, you can have a very pedestrian running back room and and still be an impactful offense. But if you can't cover anybody, you know you're in deep deep dog do. There's no doubt about it. You're Dallas Goddard at a bar in North Dakota. Yeah, you're is what it is. Yeah, yep. You're standing at the bar, and the next thing you know, you're waking up on the floor. Yeah, wondering what happened. What happened? Um, it's interesting. Because I mean, I, out of necessity, you're right. But I, I mean, I'm gonna stick with my thing. It's got to be the offense. It's got to be Chase because bad defenses have been overcome before. Bad defenses, or you know, subpar defenses without an elite offense have no chance. And Chase Edmonds, like the reason why, even on top of that, is because of how great he is as a dual threat, catching the ball to the backfield. Once he gets in space, he's one of the more exciting players in the league. You know, he's just not known. Like, before Buda Baker got paid, I told you, I was getting texts from people saying, who's Buda Baker? Like, well, it's probably the same about Chase Edmonds unless you drafted him in your fantasy league. We've seen great things from him in spurts. So if he can take that step forward and touch the ball 20 times a game, whether it be, you know, 15, 15 rushes and five catches or, you know, a mixture of the two, that elevates this this offense because the only yeah. thing you know for sure, and we've talked about this on this offense, is Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Rodney Hudson. That's what we know for sure. DJ Humphreys is probably in that group now too, and Kelvin Beecham in some capacity. But those are the sure things on this offense. If you can add Chase Edmonds to that, that could be a, a game changer for this team, especially with the high-powered offenses they're going to play against this year. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. It's, it is kind of interesting just the, you know, those two players where we, finishing the 2020 season, we're like, okay, Byron Murphy is a solid inside corner, right? And then we know that the ideal role for Chase Edmonds is not an RB1, but it is a guy that should be out there on the field. And, you know, he has a playmaking ability. Both have really strong roles in the league, and you're going to make them play this huge role on both sides of the ball that uh, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous that that's where they are right now. As far as, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if both of them pop, that'd be huge for the Arizona Cardinals, but to think that that can, that could go that way for two guys where we know what their ideal role is in this league for them to play above and beyond that. It's pretty unrealistic, but who knows? I mean, they've, they've got, you know, Byron Murphy, as a draft prospect, you know, people envisioned him as a starting top caliber. 15. Yeah, yeah, they were saying he was top 15. The fact that he dropped was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. Like, this is how you build a winning franchise. Drafting a lot players. Of to go right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they have to evolve and grow into NFL players. And this is the year we're going to find out, probably for both of them, if they're going to get a second contract with this team. Yeah. You know, and they're going to get their chance. Like, this is all... NFL players, especially a kid from Fordham who balled out in college. And then, you know, he was, he was never, he was always looked over. They traded for Kenyon Drake. They didn't give him a chance when David Johnson yeah. fell off. And now you got a chance. You have a great backup dancer with James. Well, Conner. He pulled his hamstring. He was going to start against New Orleans. He did start against New Orleans and he was Dunsky and they had yeah. to get somebody. Well, those two, I mean, now that we talk about it, I mean, two of the bigger catalysts this year, if the Cardinals want to raise their floor talent-wise and win some games and stay in games, they may be a little bit outmatched in. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, oh, yeah. go ahead. I mean, there's there's tiers. Like, one, you know, Kyler Murray, his success, that's paramount. That's it, right? There's different tiers. It's Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, the stars, J.J. Watt, and Chandler Jones. But then there's this next tier of guys uh, that are very important. You know, you got to have a solid run game. You've got to be able to cover and those, those are the guys that you're going to rely upon. It's pretty nuts. This season will either be amazing or it will be Armageddon. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.